Hello, and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, the unfiltered and unmasked podcast about everything autism. Here's your host, Devin Morrissey. Hi, and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic with me, Devin Morrissey. I want to officially welcome you all to episode eight, where today I'm going to be talking about autism in Hollywood. Many aspiring actors are beginning or have been changing the way that Hollywood sees actors with disabilities, such as that of my next guest. She's an autistic actress, she's a public speaker, and many of you will recognize her as the fun and witty Amber on Netflix's highly successful series, Atypical. Please welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, Layla Weiner. Layla, thank you so much for coming on to today's episode. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. and I really appreciate the offer. Of course, of okay. course, yeah. of course. So, Layla, I just wanted to start off today by asking, when did you first find out that you were autistic and what was your reaction? When I found out I was autistic, the age I was officially diagnosed was 18 months old. However, uh, my dad is a teacher for those with special needs and other disabilities and different abilities. And one of the areas include autism. So he was able to see signs in me as early as six months old because one of the symptoms was I would fall asleep a lot whenever I had a sensory overload where things were too much. Wait, me. you fall asleep whenever you had a sensory overload? Yeah, when I was re- really young, like six months. And wow. Yeah, that was, that was like the first sign he saw in me that I would get sensory overloads really easily. That's incredible. So he didn't even have to worry about naps. He just would just fall asleep really easily with the yeah, overload. Like I could just be in someone's arms and I would just fall asleep or be in my stroller. It was like really convenient. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and when did you find out that you were autistic? My official diagnosis of autism I got when I was 18 months. Okay. Um, but I mean, but I mean, like, when were you told that y- you were autistic? I mean, I think ever since I was diagnosed, I've always known. I didn't have much of a reaction. Like, I mean, I knew I was always different. It's just like when I got to kindergarten specifically and like K through 12th grade, I knew I was different, like from other kids. Mm. So my reaction basically was that because I knew I had different interests like than other kids or different behaviors than other kids that were quote unquote not okay. So mm-hmm. my reaction to all this was just to mask and kind of, I would observe other people in my, like my peers, for example, yeah. in kindergarten, like how they behaved and talked to each other. And I took that and I decided to take that and then kind of do my own way of doing that. So that way my behavior is not looked down upon or, so my basically reaction was just to mask and pretend somebody I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm in that same position as you, Layla. Like when you're growing up and you're kind of observing the other kids and when you, you know, you do something similar, then you're, you're told, oh, that's not a problem. You're like, wait, wait, what all the other kids are doing? And so why can't I? Like, I can completely understand where you're coming from. And speaking of your life, tell me a little bit about your life growing up. What was that like for you? My life growing up was, I mean, I, I like to say I had a good childhood because of all the interests I got to like, I really love today um, Mm -hmm. and becoming more mainstream. But like growing up, I really loved watching like old cartoons. And that's actually like where I got into acting before I started acting to mask. Because when I was younger, I would actually repeat lines from the shows really like word from word. And I would memorize like, I would memorize like paragraphs, like people would say on cartoons, like monologues. 
And like I would like, for example, Disney was my go-to. Like I'd love oh. the Lion King, for example. And yep. one of my favorite things I love to do is pretend I was Rafiki and lift up my Simbo plushies. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you would do like the thing that Rafiki does, you know, like yeah. do like a little ritual on him before you lift him up to all the animals. Yeah, and, and I still have old photographs of me doing that. Oh my god, wait, that's awesome. That is yeah. super awesome. I love that. And actually, speaking of acting, um, tell me a little bit about what got you into acting in the first place. What was your inspiration for wanting to start to act? Um, was it a favorite show of yours? Was it a favorite actor or actress? I honestly, when somebody asked me that question, because someone's asked me that question before, I just say I think I was just a natural-born actress, in my opinion. And my first experience of like the curtains opening was the day I was born and I had stage fright because like when I came out I was like like I was I had such stage fright I didn't know what to say or anything so I think I've been acting since I, I was it. born and um when for, in, for example um acting when I got diagnosed with autism kind of took like turned a little bit because I was I was used to playing a certain character and then I broke character and then I would gain and I would my myself for an actor, like I would pretend I was in a play or something where I go through this journey where I have to go back to the way I was or break character again or go. Yeah, it was, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I basically just learned how to act without a stage or a camera in front of me. And I've just been doing it my whole life. Oh, that's fantastic. I know exactly what it is like. And I, I love it that like you were literally acting since you came out of the womb. You were like, yeah, wait. I was like, why are you interrupting me while I'm taking the snooze here? Like, who told you that you could let me out right now? What the heck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, now, I have to say, Layla, you are just one of many autistic actors that are beginning to take over the entertainment industry. Now, it has been evident that over the years that autistic roles have been played by non-autistic actors that we actually spoke about when we met a few days ago. And now we've actually begun to see a turning of the page in terms of autistic actors getting hired, working, and yes, getting paid, which quite frankly, it's about time. Um, how does it feel to play a part of this monumental movement? Honestly, I feel it feels really awesome to be part of this movement. But when I was originally auditioning for the show Atypical, I not only did I think I got to go do this when I saw the audition, I've always wanted to act since I was a kid. I kind of knew where I want to be in life. Mm -hmm. So having autism, I just that really never crossed my mind until like they, I saw the audition very typical, but other than that, I just, it feels great to feel like be like just not one of the first actors on the autism spectrum to do this, but also be a person of color to be able to act, act, be an activist for like different people and everything yes you're absolutely right because for those of you that are listening we actually Layla and I actually met at an event a few days ago and we were talking about how you know when people see autism they've usually seen in the past a straight white man like myself not that there's nothing wrong with that but the problem that we've been talking about that is that there's not really a lot of diversity within the autism community especially when it comes to accurate representation so i completely applaud you for really kind of breaking those doors down and showing people like you know what autism comes in all different ways you know and i think that's incredibly important because you know we got to show people like you know 
autism is, you know, not just black or white. It's there's so many gray areas involved with that. Yeah. And I like to say myself that I, that autism is like a rainbow or like, or like cows a spectrum. I say it's like a rainbow because it doesn't, um, no, it includes everybody. So you can be any race, any gender, like you can have any, a different type of disability besides autism and still have autism. It's just, it doesn't, it affects everybody. And yep. More than, you it know, can discriminate. More than, exactly. More than people know inclusion is the best idea that you can honestly come up with. And speaking of Netflix, now a lot of Netflix fans out there will recognize you as the captivating Amber on Netflix's critically acclaimed TV series, Atypical. How did you audition for the role of Amber and what was the process like? My process for the audition was, uh, so I'm a current college student and the when the time- really? Yes, I go to California State University, Northridge, or I'm returning in the spring hey, to finish my degree. CSUN, CSUN, nice. Yeah, so I'm in a program where they help get people in college on the autism spectrum. Like, they help us study and, like, you know, they'll teach us life skills and everything. And they do an email for different news every mm -hmm. week. And one specific day, I saw, like, they had an open call audition for atypical because they were looking for people with autism to play characters with autism. Yeah. Once I saw that, I, I heard of atypical, but I never really watched it myself. Mm -hmm. So when I saw the audition, I'm just like, I have to go do this audition. I don't care if I don't get the role or not. Like I have to go do this audition. Yeah. You got to audition for it or sit back and wonder why did I not audition for this? Yeah. So what happened was I, I didn't have an agent at the time. So I reached out to the person on the email who to, um, who to email for the audition. And then I got um, the part where it's like, cause you get a little, you get sides um, of the script. So the side I had was from season two, episode eight, where I'm returning the portfolio to Sam. If mm -hmm. you've seen that. Yes, I have actually. That's yeah, what that was the scene I, I auditioned with. And then I, I went in auditioned an hour later, I get a phone call being like, Layla, you got the part. Do you want me on the show? And I, I was jumping up and down all happy. And I was so giddy. Like when I got the part, I was like, I was like, yes, yes, yes. When do I start? And they're like, tomorrow. <laughs> so not only do you find out literally on the spot, they're like, hey, we need you on the set in less than 24 hours. You're like, yeah. Wait. <laughs> and like, it was fun because I had to go to school the next day. But then after school, I went to oh, set. Gosh. So you had school and you went to shoot. Yeah, there were some days I actually, day. yeah, there were some days I actually had to email my professors saying like, hey, I can't come in. Um, I did my work, but I can't come in to class because I have to shoot this day. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine the amount of multitasking and having to literally time manage everything that must have been for you at that time. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was definitely worth it though. I was having a lot of fun. Absolutely. And so your character, Amber, became a recurring character on the show beginning in season two and was an instant standout. Um, in what ways were you able to relate to your character? I always like to say this whenever somebody asks me this question, too, but I am her. So because of how much we have in common. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things I saw, like when I got the sides was when I was rehearsing over and over, I was just thinking, these are things I would say in real life if I like was brutally honest <laughs> like her. And just, we have so much in common because our love of like 
ambulance because like when i was younger i used to watch a lot of medical shows and like yes. I, want, I legit want to be a doctor when i grew up but if i wasn't an actress so like i would know all these like cyclopedias of like medical things and yes. it was just so i'm like her in that sense and being an, and like i don't like ambulances to like the extent of her but just being mm -hmm. fascinated by that i can see why it goes hand in hand yeah and the interests too that amber yeah the interests yeah and then just the way we dress and we both dress kind of spunky mm -hmm. so a lot of the outfits i actually got to wear on set were actually my own clothes so really those were your own clothes most of it yeah and most of the accessories are mine but like other than that um they had a lot of other costumes on set but whenever we do fittings they like bring as much as you can for your own clothes Wow, I'm like literally getting inside secrets as we're sitting here right now from the show. I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing we both, um, or most importantly, we are on the spectrum as well, the autism spectrum. And then just when she says in episode eight, season two, when she sees cake and was like, but mom, cake, like that's something I would say in real life because I have a huge sweet tooth like her. Mm -hmm. so like whenever you see a cake just like amber you're just gonna go yeah. right straight forward. yeah like i can't stop staring like it's that i have that much of a sweet tooth well of course i mean you know when you have the sweet tooth you instantly you know don't look at anything else but the sweet yeah tooth. like for instance you see a big you know nice cone of ice cream like you're gonna go get that cone of ice cream there's like no other option than that <laughs> yeah definitely so now the show premiered in 2017 to a massive audience reaction and it ran for four consecutive seasons before ending in 2021. Um, what was your reaction to the success of Atypical and were you surprised at all by just how massive of a success that the show turned out to be? Yeah, I was really surprised uh, the success of it, especially after season two when my character like was on the show and other people who were on the spectrum were on the show too or got invited to be on the show. Mm -hmm. um, because I, what I believe is that um, season one wasn't getting really good representation to it because there yeah. were a lot of people who were actually on the spectrum acting on the show and there were people who were kind of a little angry about that. Or yeah. offended by that, um, which is why I guess that's why they made a change to that show um, to let people like be more like so it's more accepting. Yeah. So I definitely like how after that people like start liking the show more, recommends the show to other people. Absolutely, I honestly have to agree with that as well because season one, like I watched all four seasons of the show, and like you, I was kind of a little bit thrown off with the first season. I was like, wait is this this is not really how autism works but yeah. then when the season two came by and i'm seeing all of these other characters on the spectrum like in the support crew i'm like okay now that's what i'm talking about that's exactly what i've been looking for you know that's yeah. what we've all been looking for because representation in hollywood matters so much more now especially since if you look back to 1987 we only had Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. He was not autistic, which is like, wait, what? That was it? But now you got people in this industry. I mean, for instance, Anthony Hopkins, who's a two-time Oscar winner. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, who was on Saturday Night Live and Ghostbusters. They're both autistic. So seeing those actors being super successful, it's almost like, okay, we're they're giving hope to the next generation of autistic actors. It doesn't matter whether or not you're, you know, 
like biracial or white or, you know, gay or straight or whatever, but giving that hope of, you know, possibly having the door open for other autistic actors to walk in is super, super, super critical. And, and like we all say, representation matters. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So tell me a little bit about your life right now. What are you up to? And are there any current projects in the works? So what I'm up to right now in life is I'm just kind of going the flow. Like I said before, I'm returning to uh, CSUN next semester to finish my mm -hmm. education. I did. A, I finished all my GEs, so I'm going to be a junior next semester and focus on my major. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah, and I'm really excited about that and just like making new friends and exploring the campus again, see what there is to do because there's like a lot of fun activities on campus. Yeah, it's an like, absolutely beautiful campus too. Oh yeah, definitely. And then um, other than that, I just, there's no current projects I'm working on right now as far as film, but I'm always, mm -hmm. keep my options open for auditioning. Yes. But other, yeah. Seeing that can open up. Yeah, definitely. Like whatever audition comes my way, I'll take it and like, I'll try out for it. I mean, it's really, I'm really honored that I get, I had my foot in the door already when it comes to Hollywood. So like with like, because if it wasn't very typical, I basically wouldn't have like my agent right now because I auditioned without an agent originally, but um, me and my dad, actually, we talked about if I was to get being another season of a typical, I should seek an agent, which I did. And then I get more auditions that way because I really want to pursue my acting career. Like I want to get more seriously. And I think you absolutely should, because what you're doing right now in Hollywood is a movement that, you know, has been in the making for years. Because when you think of it, you know, we see a lot of actors that are not autistic. And, you know, for years and years and years, that door that is now open for people on the spectrum that has been close shut in our faces. So now being able, the fact that you and a lot of other actors are literally not only kicking down the door, but breaking down that door so every other autistic act there or other aspiring actors can walk through it. it it's awesome. I really have to say that. Um, so my last question, Layla, is this. Um, as we've been talking throughout this entire episode, and as I mentioned earlier, Hollywood is finally becoming more inclusive to autistic actors and other neurodiverse actors. What are tips or pieces of advice that you have for other aspiring actors on the autism spectrum who want to break into the industry industry like you have? So a piece of advice I always like to say is whenever somebody wants to audition or be on a TV show, don't be afraid to do it. Just like go do it. Like, because if you like don't and then you see somebody else like on tv you go darn that could have been me or oh i should have at least tried so just go for it don't be afraid to be yourself but also when you're auditioning and like let's say they want like a specific character to have autism or another difference or to have a certain personality type also do your homework before you audition like not only say like you would say it but do your homework as well like do your research yep. Honestly, I couldn't agree more with that because the reality is you may see autism as one thing, but unless if you meet someone that's actually autistic, you never know. Yeah. And the other thing I like to say is once you met some one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. So don't be afraid to like, you know, see what kinds like how the spectrum works and everything, how different people act, because um, I don't know. I just feel like for me, like 
there needs to be more like inclusivity of like how the spectrum affects everybody because like you said like for rain man that's only one part of the spectrum that's being represented yes but like that's not all of us like because like i said before there's a spectrum it like it people can have different symptoms of like it's not like high functionally low functioning moderate it's like it's like there's different things within it absolutely and there you have it Layla, you are always such a joy to have on um Please come back anytime. We would love to hear any updates from you and especially any up and coming projects that may come your way. Um, I am super excited for you to get back to, you know, school, finish your education. And we cannot wait to see what you do in the future as an actress in Hollywood, breaking down the doors to more inclusion. So if you like what you heard on this episode and you want to hear other episodes or stay tuned for future ones, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm Devin Morrissey, and I'll see you next time right here on Autistically Unapologetic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Autistically Unapologetic with Devin Morrissey. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, don't forget to rate and subscribe to stay tuned for future episodes. Again, thanks for listening.